In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today marks 70 days until the great festival of Easter. From ancient times, the Church has anticipated Easter with a period of mourning and repentance from sin. I'm sure you're familiar with the 40 days of Lent, a time of fasting and repentance that corresponds with the 40 days of our Lord's fast in the wilderness. But the season of renewed repentance begins today, 70 days before Easter, corresponding with the 70 years of captivity in Babylon. Because of sin, God allowed his ancient people to be carried away from the promised land to Babylon. And there, for 70 years, the Israelites set aside their usual songs of joy as they mourned their sins, waiting for the salvation of God. Today, 70 days before Easter, we too set aside the joyful hymn of the angels, the Gloria in excelsis, as we look with repentance to the day of our Lord's triumph over sin, death, and the devil. But why would the people of God need to repent? Isn't repentance for the wicked sinners and the pagans? Aside from the socially acceptable sins of gossip or the occasional swear word, what need does the church have for repentance? As a fitting response to this question, our Lord presents for our hearing this morning the parable of the workers in the vineyard. The vineyard is the church. The landowner is God the Father, and the workers are we Christians. You are in this parable. You're a worker in God's vineyard. And how did that come to be? Did you make a decision to follow Christ? Did you apply to be hired? No. Listen to the parable. And the landowner went out and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, Why do you stand here idle? Go into my vineyard. You didn't come to God. He went out, found you unemployed in the marketplace, that is, lost in your sins and trespasses. He gathered you up, stranger that you were, and sent you to work in his vineyard, that is, within the holy ark of the Christian church on earth. And having been gathered, as we all were, the undeserving workers went off joyfully into the vineyard without complaining or sinning of any kind, right? No. You might be shocked, shocked to learn that there is sinning going on within the church of God. When it comes time to pay the workers, the grumbling starts. And who's making all the fuss? The newest laborers who had only been in the vineyard for an hour? No, they were rejoicing. It was the ones hired first who were causing all the trouble. Look, we have borne the burden and heat of the day. We built this vineyard. We've been here from the beginning of the day. And these last workers just arrived and are being paid the same as we are. It's very common to hear these complaints in churches today. My grandfather built this building. I'm a 12th generation member. These new members don't understand the way things have always been done in this church. 
And so it was the longtime workers who were upset about how God runs his church, that is, how the landowner operates his vineyard. You see, unlike every human institution, God's church does not exist to make a profit. Nor does God have a vineyard for the sake of perpetuating an institution or continuing a family tradition. The church exists for one reason only, to deliver the gifts of Christ to undeserving sinners. The vineyard, one might say, is simply a front, so the landowner can give extravagantly abundant wages to workers who didn't possibly earn them, who, in fact, might have showed up for work right as the checks were being handed out. And this makes the longtime workers angry. Now, consider why this parable is being read aloud on the same day that the church begins a 70-day period of repentance. Who is it that needs to repent? To whom is this parable directed? To those who have been working in the vineyard of the Lord all day long. So, who are you? Are you the undeserving sinner who stumbled into the church five minutes ago just in time for the potluck? Or have you been a card-carrying member of this institution for years and years? Speaking in very general terms here about the church at large, every congregation will have its share of problematic members. That's because the church is full of sinners. It couldn't be any other way, this side of heaven. But more often than not, and again, I'm speaking in generalities here, which group of members generally causes the most trouble in any church? Those who think they have been working in the vineyard the longest. To be clear, this is more about an attitude than counting time. If you were baptized at an early age, that's a great blessing. If you've spent your whole life hearing the word of God within the fellowship of the saints, you have been given a priceless treasure. Some of the oldest saints at St. Paul have been members here for over a hundred years. Thanks be to God. The parable is not addressing those who have been on the rolls the longest. It doesn't take years as a member to become one of the complaining workers. It takes an attitude, an attitude that forgets or never knew what the church is really about. God is not interested in building a successful operation. The landowner doesn't actually care about grapes or wine. We're not here to establish a charitable foundation or a legacy. The church exists to deliver the gifts of Christ to desperate sinners. Now, on this day upon which the members of the church are called to repentance, consider that perhaps you have forgotten this. Maybe you thought we were here to perpetuate the institution called St. Paul Lutheran Church. Maybe your allegiance has been to the traditions of your grandparents, 
Perhaps you expected to be rewarded with a title or position for your many years of service within the church. If so, repent. Repent and allow Jesus to teach you why his vineyard exists. The landowner said to the man who was complaining, I wish to give to the last one the same as to you. Hear the good news in this statement. Jesus wants to give you the same forgiveness, life, and salvation that he also gives to the newcomer who was baptized yesterday. This is glorious news for anyone who is a sinner deserving nothing but death and hell. I wish to give you eternal life, Jesus says. Put away your time cards. Stop the silly calculating about who has been here longest and deserves more. Instead, receive everything as one of the undeserving. Have you been here for one hour? Joyfully receive what you do not deserve. Have you been here for a hundred years? Joyfully receive what you do not deserve. In truth, every one of us is part of the last group of workers. Time is not the issue. What matters is your attitude toward God and his gracious gift. We all receive the wages we do not deserve. Why? Because our Lord Jesus received the wages we did deserve. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Today, as the church begins the 70-day season of repentance, turn away from any thought you may have had about what you deserved or earned for your years within God's vineyard. Instead, joyfully take your place in line as Christ serves you with his wages. Our Lord Jesus wishes to give eternal life to the first as he also gives to the last. In his name, amen.